1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Half past six here on a Saturday evening on 5AA. Sam Tugwell with Paul Bonzer with you for the First 11 Cricket Show. Great to have you. Australia have just won the very first test against India by eight wickets. Quite remarkable. We're only halfway through day three, but that's how quickly it took Australia bowled India out for 36 and in their second innings managed to chase that target of 90 down with a loss of two late wickets. So a very good result for the Australians. But we turn our attention now to uh, a really exciting new technology which is being developed by none other than a former Test cricketer and South Australian, Peter George, who is the brains behind My Call, No Ball. Now, I'm so excited to talk about this, Bonds. Uh, We welcome Peter George to the show. Pete, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Sam. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Wonderful to have you on, mate. This is an amazing idea. Can you tell us all about it? Yeah, sure. Well, um, it started a few years ago now when uh, I guess as a a fan noticed the, um, I guess, the real problem of having, you know, the wickets having to stop the celebration of a wicket to check the front foot no ball. Um, And so, yeah, that that was, I guess, you know, the the real moment that I thought, you know, gee, this needs to you know, done something about this. So it was a conversation after that with my wife, Jeannie, and I was explaining to her because I've got a mechanical engineering background and uh, was telling her, you know, look, this is how you can do it. This is, you know, the technical side of things. And then, um, yes, yeah, so she was like, we could do that. And proceeded to basically outline, from a business point of view, how you would go about building something like that. I know people, you know, people have ideas, of great ideas all the time. So you do need... Uh, someone that knows what they're doing from a business point of view, and that's certainly been Susie for me. So, yeah, fast forward a few years. Um, once I um, retired and finished my cricket career, then uh, we were able to actually raise a bit of capital, and um, we're, we're in, we were into it full-time and, and developing it. So, yeah, that's uh, where we've been in the last few years and, and the gaining progress since then. So let's talk about the development of the product now. For the listeners there, it's a small device that fits on the back of a bowler's shoe, on the back of their front foot, I'm assuming. Um, And then you have sensors in the ground where the no-ball line is. Is that how it works, basically? Yeah, the sensors are just off the side of the pitch uh, at the moment. Um, And yeah, there's a a device that sits on the back of the bowler's shoe, um, and so they can communicate with each other, no exact. Uh, when it lands um, and that's whether or not it's the heel is raised or not as well so it obviously works for all part like no matter um, the bowling action uh, it, it'll solve the, the no ball according to the no ball law which is uh, not the, the simplest of <laughs> uh, laws but yes it, um, yeah that was that was obviously it's a big part of what why it hasn't been done before is because it's you know it's a, a bit of a you know it's not just a simple thing because you can have your heel raised behind the line and not even touching and it not be a no ball so something that needs to be accounted for. Okay, so a bowler comes in, his foot is just over the line by a couple of millimeters, and how does the umpire then know that mm. it's a no ball? How how quick is the signal from when the bowler? Um, basically bowls a no ball yep. to the umpire gets the signal. Yeah, so basically, as soon as the bowler's foot lands, uh, the Michael system does its thing and knows exactly the location of uh, where that back of the foot was. 
So obviously, if it is over the line, uh, then that signal gets that passed straight to the umpire. So um, once we've got that signal, we can basically do whatever we want with it. So we can you know make it come up on the big screen or make the stumps flash different colour or um, you know the simplest is just to you know, have something that the umpire's holding or that's just sitting on their belt that will buzz. Um, the point is that the umpire doesn't have to watch the foot at all or doesn't have to turn his attention anywhere other than just the other end of the, the crease, uh, the other end of the pitch where the action's happening. Um, that's where we want his concentration because we all know, well, it, even intuitively, even if you've uh, never experienced it, uh, standing in that position, but it is it's an extremely difficult thing to do for those umpires. So to get them to yeah, look down and look up at the other end and expect them to know exactly where the ball pitched and you know, where it's moving and what you know, all all the things that umpire has to do. It's, this is just our my way of um, yeah, I guess uh, letting them concentrate on doing that and giving them half a chance to do that well. This is a remarkable uh, piece of, uh, piece of idea um, that you've come up with, Peter, and and the people around you that have helped you develop this. It's quite remarkable. How how long did it take you to come up with? The, the back of the shoe sort of chip idea? Like, were there lots of different concepts you'd come up with or was that sort of the one that you instantly went, well, that makes most sense. Let's just go gung-ho at that idea. Yeah, so um, I guess it was something that I was mulling over in my head. Like I say, I've got a background in mechanical engineering. Yeah. So it was, you know, just, uh, I guess a, a challenging, um, yeah, interesting challenge that I thought was, was worth thinking about. Um because I guess the complication of the no-ball law is why I ended up settling on having the need for a shoe device. Um, so there is potential in what we're looking at a few ways that we can go about it that eventually we may be able to um, basically train the system up uh, in various ways uh, to at least get to minimise the size of that, but potentially even um, even remove uh, that device as well. But um, that's probably a bit further down the track, but. Um, yeah, but by having the, the shoe device on there, it also means we can pull out a whole bunch of um, workload data, impact force, uh, and things like that. For especially for fast bowlers, is, is a key thing. And so when I, I guess, realised from a technical point of view how to solve the no ball, and then realising that it needed a device on the shoe would open us to be able to capture a lot of this workload data and produce that live for bowlers. It's, it it really is when I realised how big a, I guess, how big this was, not just, you know, a nice thing to solve a problem at that top level, but um, one to solve it all the way down to club cricket as well for umpires and players and to improve cricket at all levels, but also um, to be able to provide that kind of workload data. Um, it's something that I was always aware of during my career, how important it is to, to manage workloads. And I think there's, I guess there's a lot of mythology around it and, and sometimes... Uh, people don't quite understand what workload management is kind of all about. They just think it's about you know restricting bowlers from not bowling as much as they used to or whatever. But um, I think I'm passionate about uh, I guess uncovering that and making that a lot simpler. But also by having you know something that's objective and clear um, to, to measure and just give that feedback straight to bowlers and um, make it really easy to, to manage them their workloads because uh, we all know how how hard it is on your body, um, fast bowling can be. So, yeah, it's, it's a big part of the passion for me is, is yeah, both sides, the no ball and the, the workload side of things. So being a fast bowler, the first things that come to mind is, I don't want to wear anything on my shoe. How <laughs> is it? Yep. Is it like, is there any weight involved with this? Obviously, looking at your website, 
um, michaelnoble.com, the device is quite small. So I imagine there's mm-hmm. there's no, I guess, uh, no feeling. It doesn't feel like you're carrying anything on your shoe. Bowlers probably Correct. don't notice it. Correct. So, yeah, the feedback we've had so far is that bowlers don't even notice it's on there. Um, so when I weigh my bowling, and to be fair, this is size 14, so they're not all that big, but um, it was 600 grams. Um, and our devices are less than 30 grams, so it's you know it's not a massive percentage. Um, and to put it into context, when you tape your, you know, you get your ankles strapping it, um, and that's about probably 80 grams um, at least. So um, yeah, you know, it's. But like I say, the, the feedback we've had so far is bowlers don't even notice it's on. So it's been a big part of the design is in all facets of what we're doing with the. Um, yeah, any any of the hardware we're making, it's all about how well it can integrate into the game, and I guess that's the advantage we have given my 14 year um, professional playing experience and an intimate knowledge of uh, the game itself, but also just you know how that high performance um, kind of system works and, and all of that as well. So um, yeah, it's 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 certainly something that um, we're, is always part of our you know, design. Is, is yeah, um, that making sure yeah. everybody is is happy, as happy as possible with it. Peter, it's it's so interesting. You obviously want to take this and, and solve it at the, at the top level, obviously internationally as as much as anything else. But you also want to, as you mentioned before, bring it down to the grassroots and stuff as well, and, and fix it there because it can get tough umpiring at that level. How easily can this technology be integrated into a, a grade sort of grass cricket level um, and facility? Yeah, it's a good question, and it, it is, um, I guess, our initial path to market, so to speak, is, is up at the top level, mm. um, just because uh, it, it takes a bit more development just to automate the system, make it completely you know, foolproof, so to speak, to, to get it really simple to use um, at that lower level. At the, at the top level, we can afford to have you know, staff members there just to make sure it's operating well enough and that sort of thing. So uh, the short answer is, yeah, well, quite easily. Once, once it's developed out to the point where it's, it's just kind of working smoothly, which isn't, you know, it's just a matter of time before that happens. So, yeah, no, no real issue. But, yeah, it's certainly something I'm passionate about is providing access to that level of technology um, at a reasonable price so that it's, it's affordable for everybody. Are you at the point now where you've got the product, you're almost ready to go, but you need, I guess, some other companies to come in and back further development or is it just a matter of Cricket Australia going, yeah, okay, let's try it in the next uh, Shield game? Uh, yeah, that's that's right. So we're just a, a bit before that point where we're in the next Shield game. Um, so, but yeah, because we're a pre-revenue startup company, we the way we're funded now is by raising capital with, with um, investors or other companies at this stage has been with, with investors. Um, so yeah, we're actually in the process of, of raising capital again at the moment. So um, I guess it's, you know, it's, it's still at that kind of early stage given that we're not out in market. So it's, it's probably one of those, what they would say, you know, an entrepreneurial type investor would be interested in this type of an opportunity. But it's, it's uh, yeah, what we're open to at the moment is, is um, I guess, for people to get in, in contact with us if they're interested in that. But, um, yeah, that is how we're funding our, our development path at the moment. But the, the, the idea is... Um, over the last few years, yeah, we've certainly made a lot of progress, and um, we're at that point now where 
this next round of capital will propel us into our commercialisation over the next year or so. It sounds like a, a really good thing to be yeah. involved with and invest in because it just sounds like a no-brainer. If you haven't had a look, go look at the website and you'll see more about it. It's mycallnoball.com. Peter, you uh, you realise you could be changing the game of cricket forever, yeah? Yeah, I do. I, I think about that a bit. It's part of my vision, I guess. To, yeah, like I say, when we, when we first had the idea, I'm like, wow, this is actually... Yeah, mm. this would be one of those things in ten years' time. You'd be like, do you remember how umpires used to have to watch? The <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you? How would they have to have done that? It's amazing. So, yeah, that is that is my vision, and um, yeah, sounds like you guys are catching a bit. And um, yeah, I guess if any of your listeners or uh, yeah, catching the vision, and mm. yeah, feel free to reach out through the website or find me on LinkedIn as well. But um, yeah, that's it's uh, it's exciting. We certainly want to help you, Peter, because that, that is some sort of idea that uh, really, as we just said, could change the way cricket is uh, is umpired. Uh, mate, good luck with the rest of this venture. I'm sure we'll check in with you once this thing uh, blows up and becomes a, a global phenomenon. Well done, Peter, and good luck. I look forward to it, yeah. Thanks very much, <laughs> Sam Paul. Yeah, great speaking to you guys. Well, wonderful to have him on. Peter George, of course, former Test cricketer in South Australian, but the mastermind behind what could be the new technology, my call no ball, which could... Uh, ultimately change how umpires call and judge no balls in cricket. Uh, Incredible. It's a lot smarter people in the world than you and I, Sam. Certainly.